Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by First Look. As a 2021 AIM sponsor, First Look is committed to making the appraisal process as simple, fast, and reliable as possible. Not connected? Please email us at partnerships at aimgroup.com. Welcome everyone to another uh, going to be a great episode of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Uh, today, uh, really excited. Uh, someone who's flexible with me who helped me out on my scheduling today to make this happen. Uh, but today I'm going to be interviewing a mortgage broker with Answer Home Loans. Her name is Brandy Stevens. Brandy, thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, no, we should we should have a good time with this. Really excited to uh, hear what you have to say. Um, and, you know, we'll just hop right into it. So I think it's really important that everyone and I'm probably a broken record now, but that's OK. Uh, but I, I love to hear how people get started in this industry, because I know there's times where we feel a little left out, per se. Am I in the right industry? I mean, we've all been there. You know what I mean? So it's good to use your life experiences. And, and I love sharing and hearing like how you got into the industry. So take it away. What's your background? Well, um, a, a couple things happened before I got into the industry. Um, you know, I don't come from a lifelong uh, uh, family members that own homes. And and one day my 19-year-old brother called me and said, hey, come to my housewarming party. And I was like, housewarming party? He said, yeah, we just bought a house. And I said, what? I've been trying to rent a house now for the last six months and nobody would rent to me. So I said, you know, give me all the information. I want to buy a house. And and, you know, a few months later, I was a homeowner at 22 years old. Um, during that experience, you know, a lot of things, you know, really resonated with me. It was the experience of working with a realtor, um, the experience of working with the loan officer. You know, back then rates in the 90s, 1999 rates were at seven and a half, eight and a half percent. Oh, I remember so, that. Yep. <laughs> so uh, he told me that I was going to be locked in at seven and a half percent. And then when I got to the signing table, it said eight and a half percent. Well, I wasn't, you know, that smart back then to think, well, this is a problem, you know, but I didn't really care. I wanted my keys, you know, and uh, no one really sat down and explained to me. I didn't have my parents at the signing table with me. I was just there as a 22 year old signing for my mortgage. So, so that happened. And then a couple years later, um, I bought another house uh, through our friend, um, a mortgage loan officer at the time. And um, he put us into a three-year prepayment penalty, didn't explain anything. It was an adjustable loan. We were really desperate, um, you know, prisoners of our mortgage at the time. That was about the 2003 era. And um, I just thought, geez, I can do better than this. Like I can, I can give a better experience. I was really interested in real estate. Um, I worked a little bit with my uncle who owned a huge REO company. And um, then it just, I just went for it. I just said, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And um, I'm going to help people into homeownership. And I think I can do a little bit better job. Okay. So how, so have you always been on the broker side as well? No, I started retail. Yeah, I started, I started in retail. I went to U.S. Bank. Um, I was there for 12 years. Um, and then I went through several mortgage banks, uh, worked for a large credit union for about three and a half years, um, and then ended up in the broker space uh, June of 2019. 
Okay, so broker, yeah. And you please tell me you enjoy the broker side of things way better. It's the flexibility is amazing, you know. Um, yeah, I don't think I could go back. I have some friends that came into the broker space. I have a really great friend that brought me into the space and and she jumped out after not being able to, it was too much, you know, too much, um, too many options, I should say. Uh, and so she went back to retail and, and has been trying to get me back into retail ever since. Um, but I, I just, I couldn't see myself being ever in another space aside from broker, brokering loans. That's awesome. So you're with Answer Home Loans. So give me a little bit of background mm -hmm. on your company itself. Like what, what does your team look like? Do you have a team? Yeah, I do. So Answer Home Loans is amazing. Um, they give us the ability to have like a company within a company. So I don't use the Answer Home Loans um, a name per se. I use my own DBA. I do have uh, seven employees. Um, I have a processor, a file manager, um, a marketing person. Um, uh, I started in the Hispanic space just recently. Um, so yeah, I am the only loan officer per se, um, but but yeah, I have a lot of support. Yeah, good. Sounds like you got a good team behind you as well. Okay, so you you brought up being like a first time home buyer a few times. Tell me why you're so passionate about first time home buyers. You know, um, my mom, my parents, I should say, my dad um, has never been a homeowner. Uh, my mom has, you know, wasn't a homeowner until she was well into her 30s, uh, almost 40 years old. And it's not that she probably couldn't have bought a house. It's that she, no one educated her and told her she could. And um, same with my dad. Several times he, I can think of when and he could have, but just no one took the time uh, to, to tell him he could. And I would not have been a homeowner at 22 years old if it weren't for my brother's um, in-laws that encourage them at 19 years old to buy a house. So I, I always think back to, you know, where did I start? Especially when I'm in the thick of it, you know, there are a lot of loans that have a lot of hair on it. And I'm thinking, geez, why am I doing this? Why am I making no money at this point? And, and I, it always comes back to, you know, home ownership is so important for families. Um, it's a really creates a good foundation and, and safety for, a lot of people. And so, you know, I, I never like to tell people, no, um, I probably 75% of the credit I pull is people that aren't ready now. And so I just, I put them on a plan. I help them into homes and, and it's, um, it's, it's what gets me up every day. So are you doing, um, so you don't turn, do you turn down borrowers too often? Because you're, I don't know. It sounds almost like you do a little bit of QM as well or not QM. I yeah. Yeah, I um I do some non-QM, but really um, you know, I have two full-time employees that are cheerleaders um for you know, if we do pull credit and they're not ready, I I don't I never tell anybody no. Uh we just get them credit ready uh within, you know, six to nine months and tell give them a savings plan. Um and then just call them every every month just to check in and see if they paid down that credit card or see if they opened a credit card or, um, you know, whatever it takes. I never, I've never told anybody no. Right. No, and I, I'm with you. I've told, I've told people before, like, Hey, I just, I don't think it's in your best interest right now. Let's yeah. let, let's get in a plan for six months. This is what I see. Uh, we got great vending partners too that can help with you. So you, you, you know, a lot of people, you know, low hanging fruit is what it's been for what the last year and a yeah. half, two years. You know what I mean? And, and with these 
slightly higher interest rates. And I even hate using the word higher because nice. we're still in the low threes. You know I mean? You I can even know. get in the twos if you really want to. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think it's important for people to understand, like, you know, we got to get a different mindset here right now if we want to be successful. So, and you do that with helping um, unconventional borrowers, we'd call it, correct? Right, right. I do. Um, you know, I, I didn't do a good job. I'll admit that uh, I didn't do a good job going back into my database and doing a, a ton of refinances over the last two years like I should have. I really stay purchase focused um, and I don't go after the low hanging fruit. Uh, I just that's never been my mindset. Um, friends have told me throughout the years, Brandy, you'd make a couple more million dollars if you would just, you know, go after the low hanging fruit and really focus on refinances. But it's just it's not, not my mindset. and It's not my heart. Um, so I, I do work with a lot of um, loans that sometimes my processor is looking at me like, are you kidding me? You know, why are we doing this? And, you know, there's always a story behind it and a why, you know, and there's a, a family that really needs it. Right. And, and you, I think we also, and I already know what you're thinking here. It's that's almost like, you know, farming a little bit. Yeah. You may not help them right now. It's not that instant gratification that we're so accustomed to, but you, you can help them down the road six months from now. Uh, it, it's amazing. Six, nine months a year when, when a borrower calls you and says, Hey, oh I'm ready God. to roll. I had four people right in January and I was, and I just kept, you know, telling my team, see, this is why we do it. This is the exact reason why we give plans. This is the exact reason why, why we're, you know, working so hard and, and cheerleading for people because, you know, those four people that decided to really take my advice and really listen, they became homeowners in the beginning of the year. So there it's, it's a really proud moment, you know, and I'm, I'm really excited for people. And, you know, I do have two well-paid cheerleaders on my team and it's important to me for, for people to feel supported. You know, there's not enough support for people going around. And so sometimes it's just the check-in. I had somebody last night um, that I hadn't talked to in about a month and, um, and he said, thank you for always continuing to check in on us. And, and he did everything he was supposed to with his credit. And now he's, they are able to buy. Is it a stellar credit score? No, but it, we have an approved eligible now and um, they're ready to go. Yeah. See that? That's awesome. Okay. So, all right. I, I got to dive into this a little bit more. I'm sorry. This is just me. You know what I mean? Because I think it's important, you know, especially when I, when I feel there's something important here and, and not only, I think it's important for our community, but hey, listen, it's important for myself too, right? With with my broker shop. So let's let's take a step by step through this. Okay. I call Brandy and I say, Brandy, listen, this is what's going on. You probably fill out an application, correct? Pull my credit. Let's just say I don't have the most stellar credit. How do you decide, you know, what what the plan is or how do you take it from that that step all the way through? So I've been doing this over 20 years. I've read a lot of credit reports, you know, over a thousand a year, I would say. Um, and really, uh, I use the credit simulator tool at times um, after pulling credit through Advantage Credit um, and just come up with a plan and um, look at the credit report um, and advise on what they need to do, their pay down or open credit cards or um, uh, I spell it out in an email. And then I give them a call and say, do you understand what you need to do? Um, a lot of times people don't know how to save money, which is really interesting to me. And so, you know, if they're, if their rent is $1,200 and they're trying to go into a $2,000 mortgage, 
you know, I suggest why don't you put $800 in your account every month because you're able to then part with 2000. And if you, if it's not working out for you at the end of the month, you sit down with yourself or you sit down with your spouse and you say, Hey, how did that feel? Did we enjoy giving up, you know, extra Starbucks or whatever the case may be. And if it was comfortable for them, then they know that they can afford it and they have some time, you know, six months, whatever the plan is uh, to continue saving that amount of money. And, um, and if it doesn't work out, then we, they give me a call and say, Hey, that didn't feel good. And I say, okay, let's knock it down to $1,900 party with $1,200 for rent and $700 for, um, into savings. And then I'll tell you what, what uh, purchase price range that's going to be. And so I spell it out. Um, my team gives them a call every single month. Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's them. Um, and we just go through it step-by-step step until, until they're ready, you know, um, that's pretty much it I don't feel like there's anything special to it. We just incubated <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes it doesn't have to be the most ingenious special thing because the one part that I was really interested in what you had to say there is so you or your team call them every month. Yeah. Yeah. And how does that conversation go? Just, Hey, I just want to check on you guys, make sure you're doing it. Yeah. You know, Hey, Jenny, giving you a call. Wanted to see if you got that capital one card paid down. I know we talked about your goal last month and yeah, I was thinking I was going to be able to pay it off, but you know, it didn't work out my tires, you know, I needed new tires or whatever the case may be. So you're really, it's a really personal service, you know, that we're creating and really diving deep into these people, people's lives. Um, yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of, a lot of, uh, crazy things in my, time. Um, you know, meeting with people one-on-one -on -one sometimes is what it takes. You know, they don't teach these things in school, just even how to save, you know, and how to, you know, at, at when, when the, I talk to people and they think there's no way that I could save $5,000 between, you know, now and six months. I just, I couldn't do it. Well, you're going to be needing to make this payment anyways, you know, let's come up with a plan to show you how to do it. Um, and then you might find that, you know, a $2,000 monthly payment just is not going to be work out for you and your family. And it might be $1,800. So we need to knock down that purchase price. I like, I, I like that attitude with it. Um, okay. So kind of going back and also something within our conversations, you said you, you've recently dove into the Hispanic community, which, yes. which I think is extremely important. So give me a little, give, give me a little snippet on that. What, what did you do? I don't know. I, I, my heart bleeds for people. Um, you know, my heart be bleeds for people that need to be educated. And, and there's so many people that are so fearful just to even have the conversation on how to be, become a homeowner. Um, believe it or not, my grandma's from Mexico and, uh, I don't speak Spanish. Sadly, I died out with my mom, but, um, uh, I've always had this heart for helping this demographic of, um, customer because I I've seen it, I've sat across them, you know, and, and wanting to divulge too much information, not wanting to share, maybe not having, you know, status to be in the United States or whatever, maybe they're an I-10 borrower and they just don't want to have a conversation. So, you know, a couple of times I've had, um, a Hispanic, um, or Spanish speaking, processor on my team. Um, and for one reason or another, they moved on. Uh, these loans are hard. You know, I'm working with ACC mortgage, um, a lot of the time on these types of loans, non-QM and, and they're difficult. You know, there's little caveats to, 
to everything. And so, you know, one would say, why would you spend your time, um, you know, working on one borrower when, you know, you could be helping three more people, you know, with your time. And it just, it boils up for me, it boils down to uh, wanting them to feel comfortable. So I hired a, um, a fully licensed, brand new licensed um, a loan officer who doesn't necessarily want to go out and get the business, um, wants to be more on the processing side. And um, I, she was my customer just about, I don't know, seven, eight months ago when I helped her get fully licensed. She was really interested in it. And she's been doing amazing, you know, having those great conversations with people, um, getting them ready. Uh, that That's the big, the hardest part about it. And I, I, I did um, go into the AIM um, breakout session, the Hispanic um, breakout session. And it really, uh, you know, everything that they said was so true. It says, you know, sitting with them, you know, getting them credit ready, making sure their ITIN number matches on their credit report. And there's so many steps to it that if you don't do all these steps and don't really listen and, and making sure they're getting their money into their bank accounts, because so many of them don't want to have their money in their bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, it's a whole family affair. You a lot of times have um, parents and then the borrower and then their children, everyone sitting at the table, you know, um, uh, you know, nine, 10 people deep. And, and you can tell that this is a really huge deal to them to, to become a homeowner. So, um, so yeah, we feel really excited a lot. Um, yeah, we feel really excited to do this. This has been a huge passion project for me for years. So what, what would you say, because I just got a lot of questions going in my head here, what would you say is the biggest challenge with taking that step towards that, you know, to the Hispanic community? Finding the right lender. There are a lot of lenders that will do ITIN or maybe the person does have a social and doesn't have um, legal status to be in the United States. Um, I am working with somebody right now that's been using a social since the 1980s you know, what that, what that means for them. And so just there's, there's about five lenders out there that, um, that work in this I-10 space or, um, and just, they all have a little bit of different nuances to them. You know, some will uh, do I-10 with just 10% down. Some are 25% down. Some, you know, you can't have a a social if they're using an I-10, you can't, but they're using a social for their employer. Um, uh, then you have to make sure that that social doesn't appear anywhere. So it's just um, <clears throat> trying to figure out which lender will do <clears throat> different, you know, wh- whatever, what box they fit into is really what it's, what it is. And, you know, if they really, if they have to do 25% down, you know, helping them get to that point of just educating them on the savings plan. Well, I, I commend you on that. That's awesome that you're absolutely diving in, uh, you know, to, to the Hispanic community and, you know, to everyone listening, whatever community you want to be a part of. I mean, I'm, I'm all about that because sometimes it just helps, uh, you know, they, they, they probably trust you more, you know what I mean? That community trusts you more and, you know, you're, you're helping change lives. So I, I, I commend you on that one. There's that fly you were talking about. I There's saw. a fly. I said, I was trying to get it, but that's okay. <laughs> not, not a big deal. Okay. So let, let's change let's change gears here a little bit. And I think, you know, I, I do a lot of presentations. I, I, I do a fair amount of speaking engagements and stuff and always talking about brokers. And I think one of the biggest things we can sit here and talk about how we get better rates, you know, lower closing costs and, 
you know, we have more lenders and we can talk about all this stuff, but there's one thing that I think that we do best, which is the fun part for me, which is we'll call it going above and beyond, you know, our customer mm-hmm. service. So how do you go above and beyond for your, for, for your, your customers or consumers, however you want to say it? Yeah. I mean, we do fun little things throughout the process. You know, I've done, I've done a lot of different things throughout the years. Um, you know, I've always had this high customer service mentality, even in the retail space. Um, we, uh, usually at, um, conditional approval, we send out either, um, fortune cookies that says, I see a home in your future, you know, fun little things. Um, uh, like that. Um, we, right now we're giving, um, tape, a pen label, some boxes, um, where it's convenient for a customer to come in and pick these things up. Um, we do mail some, some to the customers also. So like a, just a kit to get them excited and say, Hey, start packing. Your loan's been approved. Um, we do cutting boards, um, different types of, you know, uh, thank you gifts, um, at the end, um, you know, it's so funny because I take what we do for granted, uh, cause it's just, I think, so we, all do. I, yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, but, but we definitely, um, sing praises all throughout the, the timeline and, and it's not just to the borrower, but it's to the both realtors. Um, uh, at one point I was running out and dropping off cupcakes to both the listing agent and the buyer's agent. Um, you know, saying congratulations, we have conditional approval. Um, just, you know, just letting them know that we do think about them throughout the process. And we do Tuesday updates. That's a core thing. You know, the Tuesday update method. Um, oh, no, no, no. Tell, tell, tell me about that. What's the Tuesday update? Uh, it's, method? Just, it's just, um, you know, uh, we have a template that we we email out and basically gives a breakdown of, you know, at at what we did at what date, you know, we ordered the appraisal at this date, you know, a conditional approval at this date, CD went out at this date. And so every Tuesday, um, the buyer's agent, listing agent and the buyer all get this um, uh, email. But, you know, we, of course, talk to them so many times throughout the week, but it's just an extra, you know, coining the phrase, hey, it's time for your Tuesday update, you know, and this is where we're at. So like, again, I don't think it's so special, but it's just that you know, high level of customer service. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, once again, it doesn't have to be the most special thing out <laughs> there. It, it really doesn't. Sometimes just being simple is is the best way to go. Right. Um, so it, it's funny. I, I've been having this conversation with with my staff and just trying to tell them to be creative. So every time we get on the phone or do a Zoom with someone, you know, try to pick up on something that's outside of the box of mortgages. You know, what, what, whatever, whatever it may be, just think outside the box and just try to make it experiential for them with whatever the case may be. So like in, in my area right now, the big Michigan, Michigan state game is going on or went on, I should say, I don't want to talk about the outcome of that, but, but at the end of the day, you know, like I, we, we have some different types of fans. So we, we sent them hats, you know what I mean? And just, here you go, just enjoy the game. And I think it's really important we do that. So I want you to tell me a story. What's your most favorite one? I know I'm putting you on the spot right now. What's your most favorite one, maybe outside the box where it was just, you know, it was special to you and, and to, and to the consumer. Gosh, there's so many, (laughs) so many. Um, So I have a client, a past client that, um, 
Well, I'm going to touch on another story here, but just, I have a past client that um, she came to me. Um, she told me she had brain damage. She had not worked in 10 years. And um, it was piecing that employment history together enough to get her into a home. You know, it was, um, she had been through so many hardships and she had uh, just so many things in her life, domestic violence, um, losing a child. Uh, um, like I said, the, the brain injury was huge because she was out of work for 10 years. Um, so that to me was really special, really taking the time to go back, you know, and, you know, I do the crazy stuff. I will get in the car and drive five hours to go sit in front of an employer and just, you know, speak to them and say, this is why we need you to stop and help this person out. And you, you know, they know that they worked for you 10 years ago. Can you please just fill out this <laughs> verification of employment and, and, um, and validate that they worked here because that's all we're looking for. Um, you know, I've sat in, and unbeknownst to me at the time, I went to go meet a borrower at the hospital because she, she told me she was in the hospital and, but didn't tell me why. Um, and I needed her to sign probably her CD at the time and walked into the hospital and sat down next to her. It's very dim, very, uh, very dim. And, um, I sat down next to her and, you know, just talked to her for a little bit. And then I realized when I stood up that she had a baby in her bassinet in the bassinet, but the baby wasn't living anymore. Oh, and wow. so I stood there, looked at, I looked at her, I looked at the baby, I looked back at her and I just, I grabbed her foot and I proceeded to pray with her. You know, that was such a time where it was just so raw, you know, and it brings right. the emotions back to me. But, you know, this is the reason why I love what I do so much because it's not, a job, like we're really changing people's lives and we're really, um, and it, it's such a, um, intimate moment, you know, really with a lot of people. And, and so those, those are the reasons, um, you know, I could, there's so many stories, but those two people stick out in my mind right now. Well, that's great. I mean, and, and to echo that we do change people's lives and, and some more than others, some, some it's, it is transactional. You know what I mean? But others, I mean, this is like, you almost kind of become part of their family a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I've, I've heard some of my staff say, you know, do you, did you look at their appraisal? Do you see what they're buying? You know, what, what I would buy and what someone else would buy are two different things or what people can afford, darn ply, um, what people can afford, um, you know, might not be what the next person can afford. So, you know, if I'm help, I do a lot of manufactured housing um, loans and um, you know, sometimes those manufactured homes are from the 1970, you know, 1978, I think I'm working on right now. And um, it, th this mortgage, although it's only $50,000 and it's probably going to require a lot of time, I don't really care. You know, I don't care. It's not for me. It's not about the dollar and it's not about what the outcome is going to be on my, you know, my commission check. It's really about, you know, I hear the person behind the other side of the phone suffering, you know, or, or really having a need. And, and that's, what's most important to me. That's great. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. All right, Brandy, I, I got one more question for you that I'm going to let you go. I know you're going to start it pretty early in the morning over there. Yep. But I, I, I love this because this is like, just a, it's just an open-ended question. 
you have the stage. What advice would you give to this to to the broker, this great broker community, which I absolutely love and and hold near and dear to my heart? What's one piece of advice or one tidbit that you would love to give to the community? You know, um, there's always more than one way to do something, and you just really got to decide what's what wakes you up every day. What makes you you know decide to get up and do this? What makes you decide to, you know, get up and clock in, if you will? You know, I, I always tell people, nobody has to tell me to get up and and want to, you know, figure out how I'm going to help the next person. Um, you know, what is your passion? For some, you know, I sat at AIM and I, I watched these, you know, huge producers on stage. And I'm like, wow, you know, they're doing a thousand transactions a year. I would love to do that. I'm so envious of that. But then it would take me away from really diving into each and every client that I have. And so am I okay doing over 200 transactions a year? Yes. You know, my goal always is 300. Um, but I don't always hit that goal. And, you know, that's okay too. Um, because I have to think back at, you know, what it, what drives me every day to, to get up and do this. And then, you know, Anthony Casa, I, you know, I listen to him so many times throughout the year and, you know, um, hire up, hire up, hire the right staff, you know, get, get ready because, you know, the business is coming. And, and I, I did, I kept hiring and, um, hire the right person, you know, hire people that you, you know, the one thing you can't teach your team is the care. Every single person on my team cares so much. And, and, you know, sometimes I think, geez, I'm a little overstaffed, but do I want to let this person go because I'm a little overstaffed? No. I mean, they care more than, than I could even ask them to. So hire the right staff. Um, don't think that you have to do everything. You know, hiring that first person is really key um, to helping you grow. Um, you can't do it all. Um, I still work a lot of hours, but uh, I, you know, I, I do take vacations without my cell phone, which is huge for me. That took me a couple years to do. But, um, you know, making sure that you are hiring somebody, I would say if you're at the point of you're doing more than even eight units a month, I think you should be hiring your first person to be able to go to that next level and push, you know, past 10. So um, that's really it. I don't I, I don't know if I could give any other great advice, but just... <laughs> Uh, again, we take for granted what we know, but yeah, hire somebody. If you're at eight units right now, hire somebody to go to that next level, you know, and make it, make sure that they have the same values and, and care that, that you do. I have seven amazing um, employees that, you know, can I, could I do with less? Yes. But do I want to No. So. Perfect. And that's fine. You know, I mean, I, I'm a big believer in overstaffing. You know what I mean? I think I think it's important. It 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 helps stop burnout. And you know, and I and I love how you said, you know, you, you don't have to get up in the morning. Like no one's making you. You get to do it, you know, because you because you love it. And you know, to kind of echo that as well. I've been telling my team, you know, you have a you you have an option. You either have to get up in the morning and go, you know, and do what we do, or you know, you you have to. Which one do you want it to be? And yeah, you know, I want get to. to. Yeah. Yeah, so, I want to get up. Yep. Yeah. So, well, perfect. Well, Brandy, hey, listen, I, I really appreciate, I really appreciate everything that you talked about today. Uh, appreciate, you know, your your support with AIM, and I just want to thank you for, uh, you know, sharing everything you did today. 
Thank you so much. I, I really feel blessed to even be here right now. So I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And, and brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcasts. Uh, so do me a favor, please go, please rate our podcast and leave a review. It helps us get the, the podcast out there and spread the words that brokers are better. So Brandy, you're one of them. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Mark. Join our brokers are better Facebook group. Be a part of the Brokers Are Better movement by joining the exclusive group for A members and independent mortgage brokers to share best practices, network, and help our community grow. Head over to Facebook and search for Brokers Are Better, select the group and click to join.